I appreciate the Holy Ghost and how he's uh, helped us in these days. I uh, count it a great honor to be here. Uh, man, I've had to have, it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's been a, such a long time, uh, man, since I felt the presence of God like we have. And uh, most importantly, uh, God has fed our souls. And I, I praise him for it. And God has helped me as a man of God. And God's helped my wife and Brother Daniel, that to me, to me, that that's worth everything uh, to see my family get fired up. Because you know, we we us preachers and us their wives, y'all know how it is. You get discouraged, yeah. you get down, man. Keep going and going and going and going and going, and you know everybody expects you to keep going and going and going. Uh, and sometimes, man, if you don't come apart, you'll come apart. Yeah. And I've got to be honest with you tonight, man. In my heart, man, I I, I beg God all day long. I asked him again, just right there in the pew, please change my mind. I beg, I don't know if y'all have ever done that, because this, this ain't kind of a message to go out on, uh, but we're not going to go out with a bang, we're going to go out with the Bible, say amen. amen. I want you to turn to the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter number one, I'm, I really, I, when y'all sing, I was trying my best to change the Lord's mind, but he, he won't let me do it, I don't know why. Um, I really wanted to go somewhere happy and end exciting, but uh, the Holy Ghost is not going to let me go happy and exciting. Uh, tonight is not going to be a popular subject. It's not going to be something you've heard a lot of uh, preaching on in these days. I don't know how, how much uh, churches and preachers preach on this subject, but uh, man, about lunchtime today, me and little Carter was walking around the mall. We go there whenever the pollen's bad and it's raining outside. We just go walk for a couple hours, just go walk around, clear our minds, stare at a lot of people, say amen, like the people watch, praise God, learn a lot by that, what not to do with your life. Um, but man, we, I was walking around the day, and man, little Carter just fell asleep, and the Holy Ghost nudged my heart on this, and I don't know who you are tonight, don't know what you're going through, but I know when God speaks to us, and if you don't mind staying for the reading of the word of God, Habakkuk, if you can't find it, you go to Matthew and hang a left. Go back about three books, you'll find it. Uh, if not, study more. Somebody say amen, praise God. Uh, Habakkuk chapter number one. I'm gonna read the first five verses and give you the thought the Lord's put upon my heart. Uh, verse number, chapter one, verse number one. The burden of the witch Habakkuk, the prophet did see. Here's what he's saying. He's, he's, he's taking a look, taking a look over the landscape. And this is what Habakkuk's saying Oh, Lord, how long shall I cry, and thou wilt not hear? Even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. Why dost thou show me iniquity, cause me to behold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me. Don't, don't this sound like 2023 to you? And there are they, and there are that rise, raise up strife and contention. How about 2023 in verse number four? Therefore, the law is slacked, and judgment doth never go forth. I, I want to interject this right here. If you can kill a baby and you can get away with it, I say the law is pretty slacked. Amen. 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 You don't got to agree with me, but that's, that's what the word of God says. And, and judgment doth never go forth. 
For the wicked doth compass about the righteous. Therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. Verse number five. Man, verse number four has got us in the molly grubs. I'm glad God don't leave us in the molly grubs. Look at verse number five. Behold ye among the heathen and regard and wonder marvelously like this next sentence. For I will work a work in your days which ye will not believe though it be told you. For I will work a work in your days right now, this very moment, which ye will not believe though it be told you. Our Father, oh God, we thank you, Lord, for how you've touched our lives this week. Lord, I cannot put a price tag on my family having revival. I cannot put a price tag on it. Lord, I said it last night and I meant what I said. Lord, we come down here to be a blessing and Father, we end up getting blessed. Lord, I really feel like I'm part of this revival this week. Lord, I, I could have sat there and just soaked it up like a sponge. Lord, you've done things in my family's hearts that God only this side of heaven knows. But Father, I pray for sincerity tonight of hearts. Lord, I know what you have buried in my heart. And Lord, me and you've talked a while ago and I tried to change it, but Father, you said preach it. And Lord, the Bible says the word will not return void. God, help our souls tonight. Thank you for your travel and mercy. Lord, you took care of us even though there was delay. I appreciate that. God, we were here tonight. Father, if we, Lord, something happens to us tonight, help us, God, to give you every ounce of drop, Lord, of, of Lord preaching tonight. Help us to give it all to you, people. Father, if anything gets accomplished, it will be 0% man, 100% God. And the church said amen. You may be seated. I don't know about you, but I don't hear a lot in these minor prophets being preached today. May I say this, Habakkuk was a minor prophet, but he is about to have something major to say. Habakkuk, man, uh, I'd hate to name my kid Habakkuk. He fell kindergarten three times. Say amen. Habakkuk. Uh, man, he had a major role in God's, on God's people's behalf. It's amazing those minor people in life always seem to play a major role in our lives. People that think, man, there's, ah, that preacher, he's just minor, he don't mean nothing. Can I say this? That man of God, this man of God here, this preacher here, that preacher there, they play big roles in people's lives. May I say, number one, there is the serious accusation. Habakkuk is talking to God. Verse number two, he said, Oh, Lord, how long shall I cry and thou wilt not hear? Uh, even cry out unto thee of violence and thou wilt not save. In other words, what he is saying is, God, why are you letting all this bad happen today? He looked there in verse number two. He said, and I cry and thou wilt not hear. Even cry out unto thee of violence and thou wilt not save. He's looking out the landscape of the land, brother Mike, and he's saying, God, we are in a violent mess today. Can I say Habakkuk looks like he's looking out in our lands today. 
man, when a guy can walk in a store or he can walk in a church and have a gun and start mowing people down, there's something wrong with somebody somewhere. Can I say this? It's, it's not a head problem. It's a heart problem that these people today have. He's looking around at all the violence and man, all, 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 all the dismay and everything that's going wrong. Verse number three, why dost thou show me iniquity? Calls me to behold grievance. He's looking out and, and seeing nobody's happy no more. He's looking out saying, man, everybody's grieving and you said it a while ago. Everybody's got things in their life that are grieving their soul tonight. If you don't have none, hang around after church tonight. I'll give you a couple hours full of stuff that's been on, that's happened this week in my family. And man, it just seems like, man, the grievance, the, the burdens on the people of God's heart. He's looking out, not only sees violence, but he sees grievance. Not only does he see that, but before spoiling and violence are before me. And there are that raise up strife and contention. Can I say this, what I've learned in the past three months, no church is excusable from Mr. Strife and Mr. Contention. You know what I've learned, Brother Gary, these past few months of my life, Brother Daniel, is every church is not perfect. There's people in it. Somebody say amen. And can I say this? If when Mr. Strife and Mr. Contention pop their head up, it's best for the man of God to get boldness like a, like a saw log and, and handle Mr. Strife and handle Mr. Contention because what I've seen personally, if you don't stop that little bit of contention that's going on with well, this little family over here, this little family will get that little family involved, that little family will get this whole family involved and now before you know it, Mr. Strife and, and Mr. Contention instead of having just two or three people, now they got a whole whole of people and they're causing the church split. I say this, ladies and gentlemen, don't think for one second that East Georgia Road can't have trouble tonight. You know what I've learned that it all takes to have trouble in church? Just one person running their mouth. Just take, like I told you, this ain't gonna be popular tonight, but it's my last night and I can go on. Somebody say amen. I can leave you with it, praise God, and pray for you on Sunday morning. This is what God's put in my heart tonight, but he's looking out and he's seeing violence and, and grievance. It's not just the enemy, it's the people of God. The people of God have turned wicked. The people of God have turned violent. And may I say this, it's a sad day in America when there's no difference between a sinner and a child of God. Amen. They act the same way. They, they post the same stuff. Somebody help me there. We act wicked as hell just as much as they do. And no wonder why nobody wants to be a Christian today. He's looking out. Can you see it today? Man, these things, verse, verse number four, therefore the law is slapped. <laughs> Can I say amen right there, amen right there, and amen right there? You, man, he said, therefore the law is slack, and judgment, what's right is never done. What's supposed to be done right is never done in our United States of America. Somebody somewhere has dropped the ball. 
He's looking out. I know this ain't popular, but just hang on for a moment. This might be a 100-foot stick tonight. Say amen. Might take me a little while to get somewhere. For the wicked doth can pass about the righteous. How many times have you seen on the news that Christians are having revival? When's the last time you cut on the news and, and they're posting about East Georgia Road on News 4 and News Channel 7, I don't even know if they're still around. News 13, they're, they're posting East Georgia Road's having revival. But let somebody get shot in your parking lot and it'd be all over the news. You know, what it, you know why? People love wickedness. I promise you tonight, if those blue lights show up in this parking lot tonight, they better get to me quick. Somebody help me there. I got a Kimber for them. Say amen. They better show up to my car quick, praise God. But if something goes on in this parking lot tonight, man, there's 10,000 cops pulling in. There's gonna be people brown nosing coming by. I wonder what's going on. But you can't get them inside the house of God. Can I say that verse is very true? For the wicked death can pass about the righteous. It seems like we're outnumbered today, don't it? It seems like we're out. Let me ask you this. When's the last time we shut a street down and marched with our Christian flag down the street? Them sodomites can raise their rainbow flag that God gave Noah for the child of God forever ago. Somebody say amen. They can shut down cities. They can shut down streets, march their little happy tails down through there. And we're just post, Brother Dennis, sit back and take it and say, oh, that's so cute. Can I say that makes God sick? That makes God puke? And that makes me sick? Somebody say amen. I say it's time for the people of God to take a stand. You say Preacher, we're outnumbered. Preacher, I don't know if I can do that. Can I say we may be outnumbered physically, but we've got a God that lives on the inside that can do wonders in our heart tonight. The wicked doth can pass about. The righteous, therefore, wrong judgment. Well, I've seen this all over the place. Proceed, if it blows my mind, Brother Donnie, a mama can take her newborn baby cover it in a trash bag, accidentally, accidentally, mentally, something wrong with her, duh, somebody say amen. If you can take a baby, wrap it up in a trash bag, throw it in a trash can, and say how mental you are, somebody say amen. There's something bad wrong with you. Oh, mama, she can take that and stand before a judge, Brother Ellison, and they said, you're free to go. Well, let somebody say something to get somebody, walk across somebody's property line, and they'll find them $5,000 for disobeying the law. What I'm telling you is, Habakkuk seeing that wrong judgment, all these things are negative. Can I say in 2023, there's still a lot of that going on today. Yeah, man, you ain't got to agree with me tonight, but you know I'm telling the truth. First John 5, 19, and we know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in wickedness. Oh, my, Habakkuk's looking out saying, man, God, look at this accusation. Why are you letting all this bad stuff happen? 
Preacher asked myself that question. Brother Michael, God, why don't you just stop this mess? Why don't you just stop abortion? I've got to be honest with you. Somebody touch that baby of mine. They're mine. Somebody say amen. I'm going to do whatever I want to to them. Say amen. I'm going to mess their world up. They come mess with mine. I'm going to mess their world up. You say, preacher, you're, you're supposed to be a preacher. I am. But this flesh right here, it ain't saved. You touch them, you touching me. Somebody help me right there. I do everything I can to protect my babies. Why, why don't God take evil out of here? I think it's a pretty good question to ask God. God, why don't you take this out of here? Man, I like this. I like this right here. See if I can find it. Maybe he should ask the question, is God good when there's so much evil in the world? One guy said this, Brother Donnie, God judged it better to bring good out of evil than to suffer no evil to exist. You know why God don't take evil out of this world because God will miraculously and beautifully take an evil thing, mix it with a little Holy Ghost and, and the Son of God and, and God himself, and something will come out beautiful out of it. How do you explain that, scientists? You can't. It's the work of God. There's a serious accusation. There is a stunning answer. Verse number six through verse number 11. I want you to look at the verse number six now. Hang with me here. This is the people of God. Verse number six. For lo, I raise up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, which shall march through the breadth of the land to possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. That may seem like it's way out under. Let me bring it right here to where we are. He said, God, how in the world are you going to take care of this problem? If the people of God will not do right, how are you going to get their attention? Here's what he said. I'm going to use the enemy to come in where they live and I'm going to triple every one of them. Can I see this? He's asking a question. God gives himself an answer. Look at verse number 11. Then shall his mind change. Talking about the people of God. Their mind's gonna change and their heart's gonna be turned. In other words, they're gonna have revival. Why? Because God drops the edge and lets the enemy come in and mess their lives all up. Can I be honest with you tonight what's really, 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 really on my heart, preacher, tonight? I would hate for God to have to drop the edge in my home. Let the enemy come in and destroy everything he wants to just so I'd get right with God. I told you I'm going to leave here in a minute. We're going to leave here in a couple minutes, but I'm telling you the God's truth tonight. Some of you, you know you are wicked. You're doing things you know you shouldn't be doing. God's giving you warning after warning after warning. Well, mama don't see it. Daddy don't see it. Mama and Papa don't see it. Husband my wife don't see it. I, I'm t I feel a preach right here. We're going to put the tiller down and dig right here a little moment. I feel a little stump right there. We're just going to back up and go back. You're doing things you know you should not be doing. And it's grieving the heart of God. And you refuse to get it right with God. So what God's going to have to do, he's going to have to drop the hedge. And the enemy 
enemies coming in and I promise you, you don't want the enemy coming into your house. Every time I see the enemy coming to a house, he leaves a mark on somebody. I've even seen Brother Gary where the enemy comes in, Brother Donnie, and they have to have a casket because the enemy, the head's dropped. They have the funeral and, and then the mom and dad are faithful to God. And then they had a move of God. And then Brother Jared, a young man, starts serving God the way he should be. Can I say tonight, you hear me, I drove all this way to give somebody a warning tonight. You better be very careful to do what God has told you to do. It's not your job to question God. It's not your job to say, God, well, this ain't my, this ain't my cup of tea. If God gives it to you, it's gonna be warm and it's gonna be the perfect cup of tea you need. I'm just going to do what I want to. Can I say, if you're a child of God, hear me now, hear me. If you're a child of God and you keep continuing to sin, God will drop the hedge and the enemy is coming in. A preacher, that's not a loving God. It is a loving God. He's been very merciful to you not to just knock you off into hell. Somebody say amen right there. He's been a very merciful God. Somebody tonight, boy, I'm telling you, God's here in a different way. You're in trouble tonight. You're trying to hide it. Man, you're trying to hide it from your, man, your, 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 man, your lover. You're trying to hide it from your mom. You're trying to hide it from your dad. You're trying to hide it from the house of God. But can I say, you can hide it all you want to. There's a big old God that's a watching your phone. Somebody say amen. He's watching every text that goes across. He's watching every picture that flies across. A Snapchat may erase it, but there's a God. Now don't erase that stuff. Oh my, oh my. Why does God have to let the heads down? Get us to serve God the way we should. Habakkuk said the answer is God, you're gonna have to come and take care of us and he's gonna use the enemy to do it. Say, preacher, I don't like that. Take it up with God. Job chapter one, verse number 12. And the Lord said unto Satan, behold all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went from the presence of the Lord. If you refuse, sir, to get right with God and you're saved, this is very key tonight, and you're saved. God don't chase him. We'll get there in a minute and it's really about to get quiet. God don't chasten the neighbor's kids. God chastens his own. You know why sometimes I question, Brother Brian, why people can keep on doing wrong and doing wrong, Brother Gary, and it not bother them? I gotta be honest with you. On the way over here, I got a little bit in the flesh. Y'all gotta forgive me for that. Man, I'm doing good. I made up a little bit of time. I was doing good and I get right there, man, uh, coming off 101, whatever that road is. There's 400 roundabouts. Somebody help me right there. We're going around in circles. Man, I get behind this car that's going 20 miles an hour. I'm already late. I'm sitting there driving. I, my wife hates when I do it. Y'all, y'all, y'all husbands ever do that? Your wife likes to talk in the back seat. Somebody say amen right there. I told her there's an invisible glass here, honey. If you're not driving, shh, say amen. 
I say it another way, but it got me in trouble the first time. Say amen. They shh, let's pray about it. Say amen. Well, I got mad, got mad. Can I say it's so easy just to fly off the handle. It's so easy, man, just to do wrong. May I say this, I would hate, I would hate preacher Brian that, that God would have to let the hedge down in my household, Michael, because I refuse to get right with God. I don't know who you are tonight, I have no idea, but God's saying a word to somebody. You can do the best you want to in life, but if you're truly saved, truly saved, God will not mess, let somebody like, like us mess up his good name. I ask myself, Jared, how does all these people go around and keep doing wrong and keep doing wrong and keep doing wrong and getting, and getting by with it? Holy Ghost slapped me upside the head with that wet squirrel. Say amen. He slapped me in the face and said, Jeffrey, they're not mine. God, I believe a lot of times, preacher, we're praying for people to get right with God and they're lost as a ball in high weeds. If there's no sign of repentance and conviction in their heart, they are lost and they're on their way to hell. I know I'm preaching what God wants me to tonight. There's serious accusation. There's a stunning answer. Notice the submissive attitude he gives him. Look at verse number 12. I gotta be honest with you. If God just told me that he's about to let the heads down and the enemy's coming in, I would say, hold up, Lord. Stop what you're doing. Look what Habakkuk said, verse number 12. Art thou not from everlasting? Oh, Lord. My God, mine holy one, we shall not die. Can I say sometimes God don't have to use death. God don't have to go that far. The enemy's about to come in and wreck and ruin people's lives. Brother Donnie, somebody, somewhere, not everybody's gonna have to die because of sin. He said, we all shall not, we shall not die, O Lord. Thou hast ordained them. Who's them? Listen to this now. Thou hast ordained them. That's the enemy. God gave the green light for the enemy, brother Daniel, to come in and mess with the people of God, not to hurt them, not to be rash at them, not to kick them down, but to drive them back to God. Habakkuk said, God, you ordained them for judgment. Almighty God, thou hast established them. Who's them? The enemy. For, I like this word, correction. It's gonna get real quiet. We, we might just preach this point right here and be done because it's, it's about to get a little tough. Everybody all right? Y'all, y'all like preaching? Y'all like the Bible? Say amen right there. Amen. Let me say this right here. This is not popular, but it, it's absolutely true. Habakkuk understood the judgment of God, but Habakkuk submitted to the judgment of God. Can I say this? It's one thing to pray, God, please get my family's attention. But it's a whole other story when God says, all right, here's how I'm gonna get them. And you got to submit to God the way that he gets them. 
You remember last night, I kind of build you up to tear you down. Say amen. Praying specifically. When you do that, God might just answer you specifically. Yes, sir. Gotta be honest, preacher, if I was praying tonight that God would help my family so that the enemy of God would, so that the enemy, Brother Dennis, the people of, man, the enemy wouldn't come in and slay my family, I would do everything I can to stand before God, say, God, wrong direction, Lord. Get, get them over there. Lord, please, Lord, please. Habakkuk said, God, whatever it takes, Hear me tonight. This is a, I'll tell you, I wanted to go end on something hiding out, but this ain't what God wants. Habakkuk said, God, whatever it takes for your, my family, for, for the people of God to get back where they need to be, God, you do it. Oh, my. Let me ask you this tonight. What are you going to be willing to submit to for God to get those babies back at home? You look at it. He, he submitted to the judgment of God. You know what scares me, preacher? I know there are some that are out and they need Jesus. I get it. They need to start with plan A. Say amen, salvation. I get that. But what really scares me, brother Donnie, for those kids and those family members, and maybe you sitting here tonight, what really scares me is you're saved and you're trying to cover it up. Yeah. That's good you know what you're gonna have to do? You're gonna have to submit to the judgment of God. Preacher, what kind of pastor would you be? Get down here and pray and say, God, whatever it takes to get so-and-so back, God, I ask that you do it. Papa, mama, mom, dad, what are you gonna have to be submitted to for them babies to get back to God? You, maybe you know they're saved. Can I say it's totally different in my house. Growing up, my dad believed in the belt and a hand and a punch. Somebody help me right there. My dad believed in correction. What really makes me mad today, I'm talking about Makes me real mad, Brother Gary. Kids know nothing about correction. Right. Don't do that, Susie. No, no. I did that to Carter the other day. I was just being funny. I said, no, no. Yes. Oh, 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 I was just kidding, man. I was just kidding. I was just, just messing around. See, we right, Carter. We good, man. I had to apologize to him, praise God. And big old tears. I said, oh, I'm sorry. My house, man, when I, I disrespected my mom, or I've done some bad things. Can you believe I've done bad? I can't believe it, but I've done bad things. My dad didn't say, oh, Jeffrey, such a bad boy. Go face the wall and count to 15 and you'll be free. I'll be honest, I'd love to stare at a wall for 15 seconds for being evil. I'd keep on doing it. Somebody help me right there. One, two, three, four, okay. Okay, Johnny, you're good. In my days, that didn't work. In my days, my dad, Brother Ellison, when I got messed up, man, I'd done stupid stuff. Believe that or not, I did. I was crazy, Brother Gary. My dad made me go to the bedroom. And I got real smart on him one day. I had some blue jeans at school and I had basketball shorts underneath. Y'all never did this, kids. I don't recommend it. Say amen. Brother Ellison, I, I leaned over the bed. Boy, he just, my dad was wearing me out. He said, son, what's wrong? I said, ow, daddy, that hurt. 
He knew there was something wrong with me. He said, take your pants off. Uh-oh. Saw them basketball shorts and what may I say this? It would have been a whole lot better for me not to put them basketball shorts on than for him just to wear me out. One thing about correction, you know what my dad did? He always said this. He always said this. Son, it is hurting me. And worse than this. I said, good night, your rear end ain't on fire. Mine's bleeding. Somebody help me. Now I got a kid. Now I'm starting to see things. Can I say when, when God has to chasten? Brother Gary, God's not going to ask you to, okay, go and time out. You did a bad, dirty work today. God's not going to say, okay, count to three, one, two, three, the Trinity. That ain't what God's going to tell you to do. He is going to take care of business. You know what the sad reality is? Some people have got so callous and hard on God. God can whip them. God can take people out of their life. God's trying to chastise them and they're too far gone and they won't even turn around and see it's God. My dad, every time, he beat the snot out of me before I'd walk out of the room, preacher. My dad would say, come here, son. Come here. I said, What? Don't say that either. Say amen. I say, yes, sir. What you want? He said, come here, give me a hug. I said, daddy, what? Man, you just beat the snot out of me. Oh, my, I feel a preaching right there. Boy, he just tore me up. Brother Donnie, he said, come here, son. Boy, he give me a little side hug. Man, it seemed like everything was okay. Can I say God's chasing him? It's not no fun. When God chastens you, he's not out to hurt you, sir. He's not out to, man, take that person from your life just because he's a mean God. God's chastening you because he loves you because you got far away from God. And boy, God will say, hey, come here now. Now that we dealt with child's tag, come here, come here. He'll say, give me a hug, boy. And can I say, I'm glad for chastisement. There's been times I messed up and the Holy Ghost come by and he whooped my rear end. You know what I did? I said, Lord, you're right. That was wrong. Then he said, come here, boy. Let me have a big old hug. And there ain't nothing like a hug after getting a whooping from the Holy Ghost. I'm glad God loves us. I'm glad God loves me so much he would chastise me. Don't you turn this first tonight. Oh my, I didn't know I was gonna get into all this. Don't you look at Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. Somebody, somebody, somebody somewhere tonight needs this. You're trying to live your life and do the things you, you thought you know nobody's gonna see. God, may I say this tonight? It would be a whole lot better for you tonight to get those things open and honest before God. Not man. Somebody help me there. We've done enough of that baloney back in the days. I'm gonna tell the whole church my problems. Hogwash, whatever that is. I still ain't found none on the shelf. Hogwash on that. You ain't gotta go around and tell everybody you're seeing. You get it to God and let God forgive it of your sin. Amen, amen. Look at Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. I want you to look at the verse, verse number six. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. 
see that ETH, that's a never reoccurring thing. At the Phillips household, it was a never reoccurring thing. Jared, Mike, I know y'all probably never got whooping. Say amen. Got time out. Say amen. But in my house, it just seemed like it was one day after another. My daddy told me to my face one day, he said, son, I don't care how old you get. If you go out and ruin my name, he said, I'll come find you, I'll come hunt you, and I'll grab you and I'll beat you till you turn blue. Know what I did? I tried to be good. Say amen, it put some fear in me, praise God. For everyone the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth, hear me now, every son whom he receiveth. Here, I want you to hear me now. I'm not gonna get no farther, but it's okay. I want you to look at verse number seven. There's a question proposed. If ye endure chastening, if, if you'll yield to that whooping, if you'll give, turn around and give that thing to God, if you'll turn your life around, young man, if, daddy, you, boy, I'm telling you, I feel a preach right here. If you would get your heart right with God, if ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. Oh, my. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But we have an if, but we have a but. But if you be without chastisement, in other words, young lady, young man, mom, dad, you can keep doing what you're doing. There's no Holy Ghost inside of you. I'm talking about, man, you get south on God. But if you be without chastisement, oh my, but if you be without chastisement, whereof are all partakers, then are you bastards. It's not a cuss word, say amen. And not sons. You know, it's the true sign of a Christian if they can take the chastening hand of the Lord or not. I've seen a young man, many young men, Brother Daniel, they know they wasn't saved, Brother Donnie, you know, they wasn't saved. Mitchell, they, they was hiding stuff. Brother Jess Wright Carter, amen, hiding stuff's bad, say amen. Hiding stuff, doing wrong. Brother Micah trying to keep it from everybody, think everybody, it's, it's okay. And guess what? They get away with it one time and the Holy Ghost don't speak to them and they do it again. And they do it again. And they do it again. Can I say this right here? If there's never any conviction, there is no Christ. Some of you tonight, you can keep doing the same old things and then you never feel bad for it. I'm not talking about your self-conscious. That's a bunch of hogwash too. Say amen. I'm not talking about self-conscious coming. Say, you shouldn't have done that. That's a no-no. I'm talking about there's a difference between self-conscious and the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost pricked out high. Say, boy, somebody tonight, I don't know who you are, but you're in a bad state. You're doing things. You think you got it all hid. But can I say this? If there's never no chastisement, there's no Christ. If there's never no correction, sir, if you can keep looking at those things, somebody help me right there. Ma'am, if you can keep talking to that man, that woman you know you shouldn't talk to, and there's never no conviction inside your heart, 
something's wrong. When I even wanted to say something bad in that car earlier, y'all don't do that, but I almost did. Say amen. The Holy Ghost. Uh uh uh. Don't do that. I want to bright them lights. Somebody help me right there. Get that car out of the way. Somebody help me right there. Y'all flesh too. Say amen. I'm already late. Man, you're going 25. Go on. Holy Ghost said, uh uh. Don't do that. Then that backseat driver popped up and said, what if that man's going to the same church we are? <laughs> backseat driver, shh, say amen. Yes, sir. Can I say this tonight? Habakkuk's telling the people of God, you're doing wrong. You need to get it right or you're gonna pay the consequence. Let me ask you, Dad, Mom, tonight. You can come to the piano if you don't mind. This is just introduction. That's okay. That's a pretty good introduction. I'm enjoying myself. Mama, let me ask you. Is it worth opening these doors tonight for the things you're doing you know you should? Maybe nobody's doing wrong. I don't know. Maybe me and the Holy Ghost and Carter didn't. It's Carter's notes again. Say amen. Maybe the Holy Ghost just missed it tonight. I don't know. Mama, is it worth those doors opening up and rolling a casket down here right here in front of this pulpit here? Is it worth having that casket open and seeing a little baby sitting there got the hands folded all nice and cute? Daddy, is it worth opening those doors tonight? And because you refuse to do right, God, we have to roll in a casket in here. God's got to take that wife from you. Habakkuk said something's going to die. I've seen God use funerals to get people's attention. Oh, my. Young man, is it worth opening those doors to this church? Having to roll a casket down here of a dad or a mom who loved you, who showed you, boy, I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost, who showed you right from wrong, but you refused to do right. You put it in your mind, you're gonna do what you want to. Rather, mom, dad says, God says, is God gonna have to pay a visit? Have to push, oh my, have to push a, oh man, have to have a funeral up here of a mom or dad just because you won't do right. Let me ask you tonight, what are you willing to lose because you refuse, you refuse? It's my world, it's my way. I'm gonna do what I want to. And can I say this? God is a perfect gentleman. Somebody somewhere, God's treating you tearing somebody up tonight God is a perfect gentleman he is not going to force himself and his chastisement on nobody but brother Daniel I've got to be honest with you I'd rather be like this oh God I'm sorry Lord I'm sorry Lord please don't take people Lord I'm sorry I promise I'm done with that God I'm done Lord I'm done with that I'm done I'd rather be like that have to stand beside a casket some of you tonight God's already chasing you 
took things out of your life. Preacher, I feel I'm on point. I feel I'm on point. Some of you, God's done strip things out of your life and you still don't get it. Your life might be next. The only thing I know to tell you tonight is God is sending a warning to somebody. You're rebellious. Can I say this? If you can sin and keep on sinning and keep on sinning, there's no conviction in your heart. You can keep on cussing like a sailor, drinking like a sailor, having a time of your life and there's no Holy Ghost saying, whoa, 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 don't do that to me. You're not saved. I'm gonna say it again. If there's no conviction, there's no Christ. A.W. Pink said this and I'm done. Chastisement is designed for our good to promote our highest interest. Look beyond the rod and look to the hand that welds it together. I don't know who you are tonight, but I come to tell you on this last night of meeting, somebody in here is in trouble. The Holy Ghost preacher would not have spoke to my heart. I tried my best to change it, Brother Daniel. I tried, tried to change it. I don't know who you are tonight. You're hiding stuff thinking nobody knows. Can I say, watch out. Chastisement's coming. We're all standing tonight. Nobody looking. I'm gonna ask you a question. I know this was extremely tough tonight. I get it. Try preaching it sometimes what the Lord gives you. Nobody looking tonight. I just wanna ask you a question. I want you to be honest with me. I ain't gonna come to you. That's not my, that ain't, that ain't in me at all. Y'all know all week, I ain't done nothing of that sort. <laughs> I want you to be honest with me tonight. Say, preacher, I'm looking right now. Nobody's looking, just me and the Holy Ghost. Say, preacher, I know right now, preacher, that, preacher, there are some things that I, that I shouldn't be doing. Preacher, there's some things I've done, preacher, that, that's not right. Preacher, I'm hiding them. My mom don't know. My dad don't know. My friends don't know. Preacher, the Holy Ghost pointed them out. Son, I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost. Preacher, the Holy Ghost has pointed them out tonight. Preacher, I want you to pray for me tonight. Preacher, I've got some things I know I need to get right with God. Anybody be honest with me tonight and say, Preacher, that's me. Would you lift your hand up real fast? Can I, I see that hand, ma'am. I see that hand. Thank you so much for your honesty. Anybody else be honest with me not preacher? I know, I know me and God aren't, aren't on good terms. Surely, surely more than one in the house tonight. Be honest with me tonight. I want to pray for you. Would you lift it up real high? Just real quick. Preacher, I know, preacher, I know. I don't have things right with God tonight. God bless you, young man. See that hand. I'm praying for you. Preacher, I know, preacher, I know. Preacher, there's some things in my life I need to get right with God. Two people, would you be honest with me tonight? Would you be honest? Preacher, I know. Preacher, I know I'm saved. Boy, I don't want have God have to deal with me through my family. Nobody's looking tonight. Those of you that raised your hands, would you come and tell God you're sorry? Would you do that? Get that thing right with God tonight. Nobody's looking, just me and you. Would you come tonight? Get that thing nailed down. Get victory over that. 
God give you a warning tonight. God gave you a warning. Next time he might give you a whipping. Nobody looking. Nobody looking. Preacher, help me out here, please, sir. Nobody looking tonight. Nobody looking. Say, preacher. Preacher, I'm... Son, I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost. Preacher, I know I'm doing stuff I know I shouldn't be doing. Can I say this? If there is no chastening in your life, I'd be scared to death. May I ask this tonight? Say, preacher, I want to be honest with you. Preacher, I know right now if I was to die, I'm going to heaven. Would you lift your hand up? Say, preacher, I know I'm saved. Would you lift it high? If you know, if you know you're saved. If you know you're saved. Put them down. Not every hand went up. You know why you can repeatedly do wrong and do wrong and do wrong and not feel the Holy Ghost? Because He's not in there. Can I tell you tonight, sir, ma'am, God loves you. God can change your life tonight. I'd rather get it open before God before God exposes me before men. You hear me tonight, somebody's getting a warning. I'd rather give it to God tonight before he exposes it to men.